Sup, you've reached Clarissa. I'm out somewhere being da bomb and can't answer. My bad. <laughs> Leave me your name number and a sweet message and I'll hit you up later. Peace. Hey, it's Amelia. And Sherrick. You told us to call, let you know what we're doing. Weird, we get your voicemail almost every week at this point. Oh, well, I guess we'll leave you a message about what we're up to and our pop culture thoughts of the week, and hopefully we'll hear back from you soon. It's like we have a podcast that talks about terror readers definitely talking about their own drama or something. (laughs) So, we missed you, and we thought that, you know, since we didn't get you last week, that we thought we'd like maybe if we brought an additional person on that you would be willing to answer your phone, but I guess not. So. That made things weird. Anyway, JM's here. Hi, JM. Hi. <laughs> I like that you two are like harmonized. <laughs> and so you had to throw the JM on there to be different. <laughs> that was amazing. I loved it. We're very yeah, musical. I planned that, okay? <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. So... JM, thanks for joining us. JM's our editor and has been doing a fantastic job. And I believe Aww. the last time we had you on was for uh, a Madonna themed music video breakdown, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, either that or the X Files. I don't remember. Which... Oh, I think that one was more recent. The more recent, okay. Yeah. Okay. You're you're totally right. I I think I had spaced about that one because I just remember that Madonna music video. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, those are my two major interests so (laughs) it's true (laughs) i just like i think i just associate you with madonna much more than i do the x-files if i'm being honest but like i guess i don't think about the x-files that often yeah yeah it's pretty scary i could see why you wouldn't want to think about it (laughs) yeah so short story about that while we're taking up uh voice voicemail time on this person's phone is that like i i remember like my, my my mom was definitely in the like the camp of parents who were like, I'm going to scare you into doing stuff, you know? Yay. And so like, that was definitely a tactic that was used. Like go to bed or I'm going to make you watch the X-Files and you see this creepy shit about aliens. And I was like, okay, well I guess I'm going to bed. But then like occasionally she would like make good on the promise, regardless of whether I had done the thing or not, you know? So it was kind of like a, well now I have to sit here and watch X-Files and I can't like, Yikes. can't look away because she won't let me you know so like I, I i don't have very good memories of that show unfortunately from a childhood perspective but i do have good memories of uh now that you mentioned it talking about it on our podcast so there's the lemons into lemonade that i stole from amelia <laughs> it's fine because i didn't have one this week <laughs> so amelia how are you doing i'm doing okay it has been a week. It's been um, one week. Yep. It's really funny because, like, I think I mentioned, I don't know, last week or the week before that I've been watching How I Met Your Mother a lot. Yep. And there's an episode where, so early in the show, Ted talks about meeting this person at a Halloween party and then, like, going back to that Halloween party every year to see if he can find that person again. And season seven, I think I'm in. He finally finds her and mm-hmm. she that's like the song that was playing when they met. And so she's like, it's our song. <laughs> <laughs> it's been <laughs> so romantic. Yeah. yeah right? Well, and like she kind of like she's not really into him and she he's not really into her either. But because they've been looking for each other for so long, they feel like like 
they have to make this work or whatever. And so that's one of her mm-hmm. tactics of like trying to get him to like see that she doesn't like him or whatever is to be like, yeah. that's our song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Played by the lovely Katie Holmes. Anyway, it's one of the weirdest episodes to me. I don't know why, but yeah, that's coming back to me as well. There's something about like, there's a lot of guest stars on that show. And like, for some reason, that one in particular just did never felt like, right? Like, it just never felt normal. The whole Mm -hmm. time I was like, that's Katie Holmes. Yeah. Whereas like when Britney Spears was on, I wasn't like, that's Britney. I mean, I was, but it like in a great way. I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. I just always felt weird. Has she, has she done anything recently? Because I haven't thought about Katie Katie Holmes Holmes in a long time, yo. I don't know. I don't really follow her career. Yeah, no, that, that I mean, that's fair. So she kind of lost me. Cruise. But, you know, that was a gajillion years ago. Uh, How about you, JM? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I had kind of a weird week, but health-wise, I'm okay now, but ended up in the ER, which was fun, at four in the morning. <laughs> Janky scoop. Uh, while I was there, there was, like, two major emergencies for other people. So, like, somebody came in with like cardiac arrest and I was oh like, yikes and I could hear them like working on this person and I was like hey this is a lot <laughs> so and then I heard on the overhead like they needed an OR ready for an emergency c-section so when I left I was like I hope everybody in those two situations are okay because mm-hmm. that's a lot to deal with and it's funny because when I was waiting earlier I could hear some of the staff being like, man, it's so slow tonight. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> I wonder if you jinxed yourself with that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, maybe not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I feel like not. don't say that. That's, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everything's fine now. And I'm just excited to get back to my nephews and kind of having a normal-ish week. <laughs> After that, Jam mm-hmm. is a nanny for her nephews. Just FYI. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I am a nanny. This week is one of my nephew's fourth birthdays. Yes, Yay! let's go. So that's exciting. He's been ex- super excited about it. He's ask. He's been asking for food and fours. Like, how many chicken nuggets do you want? Oh, I want four because I'm turning four. I'm like, oh, okay. that's so that's cute. cute. I know. And, I was like, that's something that I forgot that I probably did as a kid, but like him saying it kind of jogged my memory. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. kids do this kind of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm turning four, so I want four, whatever. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah, it is really cute. But yeah. Neat. Sure. How was your week? My week was generally fine. I'm trying to think about if what I did really. I finished the Lego DeLorean, so that was great. Um, I'll probably post pictures of that on my Instagram. I got featured by the Initiative Order, which is a D&D kind of like collective. I shouldn't say D&D collective. I should say tabletop role-playing game collective because they don't just play Mm D&D. In fact, I'm supposed to be doing a game sometime in April, but I don't. I can't really say more. Because I don't know too much more about it, and I uh, don't want to spoil any surprises. But I will say, as an aside, Katie Holmes is somewhat active on her Instagram. She posted uh, 
at least a day ago about his dad. <laughs> I just looked. Um, Katie Holmes watch 2023. <laughs> yes. And then five days ago, she posted a picture of her and her manager. So, you know, she's still there. Oh, she's doing the Wanderers, which that chamber theater a bit ago. Oh, so that's kind of neat. Interesting. Okay. It's extended through April 2nd. If you want to get tickets on Broadway, you can see her in a stage play. So there's that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so um, what are we? Hey, Jam, what are we talking about today? Goosebumps. Blink, 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 blink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you did that because I was like, I want to so bad, but I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> I don't oh, know man. <laughs> so did you ever watch the Goosebumps television show? OK, no. so that's part of the theme song of okay. the Goosebumps television show is Got this it. like piano going. But I just like tuned it up a couple of octaves for him gotcha. for amusement's sake let's actually start with that because like just the opening if you will because i feel like you remember the opening jm right okay yes it's very x-files ish actually in its yes. creepiness mm -hmm. i think it like really was a great theme song slash opening to like get you in the creepy vibes of the goosebumps okay so yeah. So the thing that I remember the most about the intro for Goosebumps is there. So like basically the whole bit is that like just weird shit is happening as this camera is like going around this like area. And it starts with it starts with this like figure that's all in black and he's got a briefcase, a very 90s briefcase. Okay. And it just says R.L. Stein on the side of the briefcase, mm -hmm. which is the the author of the Goosebumps books. Yes. And his his briefcase opens and some pages go flying. And instead of like doing something about it, he's just like, I've wreaked havoc upon this town. I'm just going to stand there and watch because it's just like a it's like a shot of him with these like CGI papers flying around him. And he's overlooking like this small, like like waterside town. <laughs> and then the G from Goosebumps comes out. And as it flies by, I'm actually just going to recap the whole intro because it's only a minute long. <laughs> There's a woman on a billboard. And as the G flies by it, she like goes from like vibrant and healthy to like sickly as she like watches this like G mm -hmm. go flying by. And then it passes this like golden retriever who's just sitting on a porch. And as it does, his eyes glow yellow and he looks like sinister and shit. Like mm -hmm. he has a like, cat eyes all of a sudden. It's really oh, weird. Creepy. And then it flies to like this, like this, it looks like it almost looks like a cave, but it's just like a rock face that's nearby this house. Mm -hmm. And then it like slips into the door. The door opens up, which opens up to another house. And then it's just like shots of the actual show. Mm -hmm. So there's like, you know, kids running and mummies and, and breathing worms and just all like sinister looking white people. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> you could have just said white people. Uh, yeah sure <laughs> you know and then and then it's like green goop is like coming down and then mm -hmm. the goosebumps logo comes in and in the interim of it there's this like this like guy that's like viewer beware you're in for a scare which is like the tagline is of his okay. reader beware yeah and then that's that's pretty much it for the uh the the theme song if you will so if you're not familiar uh, it, it was it was basically like children's horror before Five Nights at Freddy's and all the other stuff like uh, Poppy Playtime and all the other stuff that's like out now. It's like 
I think actually, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to say this and maybe you can disagree with me if you want, Jam. But like, I feel like Goosebumps and 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 books like it are probably the inspiration for some of the like pseudo children's horror that we see nowadays. Oh, yeah, I, I would believe that 100%. because like because like as I was saying it, I was like, you know, I feel like Five Nights at Freddy's isn't really meant to be scary for kids. I think it's more meant to be scary for adults. But like. It has like children's elements in it, if you will. Yeah, I know my nephews really like that Five Nights at Freddy's a lot. They'll like mm-hmm. pl- play it. I don't know, like chase each other around. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I've never know. Even heard of this? <laughs> really? You've not? Oh, I don't, Amelia, I'm impressed because like <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's has been everywhere since like 2014, and it's almost 10 years old now. So like. For you to not even heard of it, especially around me, because like I, I don't play the games, but I have watched people play it, and I I watch a lot of game theory, and like his channel basically since Five Nights at Freddy's has come out has basically just been like FNAF Central, like one of the like the biggest YouTubers that talks about it is like is Matt Pat and the game theory, uh, the game theorists. Which is a quick side note, they revealed their fourth channel, which is called Style Theory. Hmm. Okay. So theory around like clothing and, and all that kind of stuff that, that y'all might find interesting. That's my short little plug for Matt Pat. Anyway, <laughs> so the whole bit around Five Nights at Freddy's is that you are a night you're a night shift guard. Maybe we'll do an, a full episode on this. Maybe we won't. And you are in like a Chuck E. Cheese style pizzeria. Mm. And the animatronics, unlike Chuck E. Cheese, do have full reign of the place. Oh good. And um, you're there after hours. So you're there just to, like make sure that nobody like breaks in or whatever. But the, in the original game, you were confined to the security office and you had two electronic doors on each side of you. Mm-hmm. But every time you would close them and keep them closed, it would use some of some of the power that was reserved for the night. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't keep them closed forever. Got it. And even if you did for a long time, there were still ways for certain animatronics to like still get to you. But the point is, is you're trying to survive until uh, you're trying to survive five nights at Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria from 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. Gotcha. So but anyway, back to the goosebumps. Well, animatronics <laughs> in my nightmares. OK, anyway, continue. Yeah, <laughs> so, it is, it's super creepy. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It is super creepy. And there are a million and three quarter games and there's books. There's a movie coming out for FNAF. Anyway, lots and lots of theories. But with Goosebumps, as we said, it's it's a it's a, a series that is mostly written by R.L. Stein. Mm-hmm. There has to be for sure some ghost writers up in there. Yeah, probably. Like like uh, like a, another author that we've talked about here on the show, K. Applegate. They, he, I mean, he was putting out like at least like a book a month. Like, yeah, and it these, was very prolific. Ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say that, like, what I know about Goosebumps is, A, they were written by R.L. Stein, and B, they were creepy. That's, like, literally it. <laughs> yeah, you've got, you've got a pretty good, you've got a pretty good handle on the Goosebumps books in general. <laughs> so, do you have, like, a book that you want to talk about in specific, J.M., to kind of kick us off? Or should we kind of just talk a little bit more about the, uh, the... I was thinking about, like one that I remember like the most or had like the most impact and I I don't know if you remember this one but it was called The Ghost Next Door Mm -hmm. Yep. and it was it was pretty early on in the series of 
books. I think it was like the 10th book in the series. Quickly Googling, you are correct. Yes, it is the 10th book. And the premise of it is that there's this girl that's on summer vacation. She's not having very much fun because, like, none of her friends are there. She's hanging out and she writes letters to her friends, but they never write back. And nobody's really paying attention. I know. Nobody's really paying attention to her. So she passes the time by, like, making these campfires in her backyard. Okay. And then this family moves in next door. And one of the kids is a boy who's also 12, who's, like, her age, Danny. And she, like, can't remember the family moving in, but all of a sudden they're, like, there. Mm-hmm. And she is suspicious that Danny is a ghost. So she, like, spies on him and, like, follows him around. And they can talk to each other, I think, if I remember right. And then this part happens where Danny or the main character accuses Danny of being a ghost and then Danny tries to push her but his hand goes through her <laughs> yep, so she's she's actually the ghost this oh. whole time yeah the main character that you've been following Whoa, okay. and died in like a house fire Oh, like the whole fuck. family dies. I remember getting to that point in the book and like having to put it down and like having a moment because I was like, what the actual fuck is happening? Like it was such a good twist, I guess, as yeah, a whatever year old I was, like 10 year old or whatever that I was. Right. I'm like, what? She's the ghost? And what? And yeah, that's like a sixth sense like level twist, but for a yeah. like ten year old kid is mm-hmm. like brand new. Yeah. Yeah. So I like had to stop reading it and I got really upset. Like I was like, what a she's the ghost? What the heck? So the rest of the book is cool because she actually she I think tries to save Danny from this like weird shadowy figure that she has to like save Danny otherwise he'll be dragged into some other like dimension yeah Yeah. so she does that because there's like this old creepy like neighbor that they have that they they always mess with you know typical like Sandlot-ish kind of situation. Yeah, there's always like some weird, creepy house and scary person in that house. Right, kids things. Yeah, and the Danny and his friends get stuck in the house and it's like on fire. So she rescues them somehow, and then the figure, like the shadowy figure, is stuck in the house, so it goes away, and then like. She gets called back to her house and she's like fading away at the end. And then it's like, it's kind of like hocus pocus, I guess, at the end where like she fades away after saving Danny so she can like move on or whatever finally. And then it's like very emotional goodbye. And I just remember that book being like so good, but also like emotional and just like the feelings that I had through it, I was like, first of all, the big twist. I was like, she's the one. And then like 
her leaving at the end and all that stuff i was like okay i'm i'm in it now you know like this <laughs> yeah. is i'm in this i want to read more of what this rl stein writes so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but i still remember like the cover of the book the covers are very iconic i think yes the mm-hmm. art yeah because it's because it's just like a like a door opening into like a checkered tile house but then the person on the welcome mat is a ghost that's the cover so mm-hmm. but yeah that was that was one that really impacted me i don't know sherrick if you have a favorite yeah so i've got a couple that i that i'll kind of talk about real quick but before you do that because you talked about how iconic the covers were I ran across this meme and I can't seem to find it, even though I knew we were doing this. I was like, it's one of those things where it's like I saved it specifically because I knew I was going to need it someday. And now that I need it, I don't know where it is. But <laughs> it's in the style of the Goosebumps book, like cover. Mm-hmm. And it's it uses the it uses the cover for Calling All Creeps, if you're familiar with that one, JM. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's it's this cover. If and, and you can tell that this is like seeped in the 90s because it's like it's like a telephone booth. With these like these teenager looking dudes that all have like dinosaur looking like lizard heads rather not dinosaur lizard heads mm-hmm. and they're all purple mm-hmm. and one of them has the has the phone in its hand and instead of saying like the the uh, at the bottom like what it is it says we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended <laughs> warranty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll keep looking, and if I can find it, I will. You know, this is a it. side note, but mm-hmm. we always talk about, I shouldn't say we always talk about, but we've mentioned before that, like, we don't have any, like, catchphrases or anything, like, for merch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We may need some merch that just says, like, I've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Hey, hey good news. I threw a Hail Mary to Google, and Google caught the pass in the end zone for a touchdown, so... I just searched Goosebumps Creeps Cars Extended Warranty, and there it is. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> I send it to y'all on, on, on uh, left Facebook. Okay. Uh- <laughs> 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 oh, my God. So, there you go. I hope you enjoy that. Okay, but wait. I have that- a question about this. Yeah. Go for it. Just dial 555 C-R-E-E-P. Was that added or was that part of the actual? No, that's that's part of the actual. So like so that's kind of the thing that a lot of Goosebumps books will do is that they'll have they'll have that framing Mm -hmm. that says R.L. Stein's Goosebumps, and then it'll be the image. And then they usually have like some sort of like mini tagline that is written on the image. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So that, that is kind of how that shakes out. So the book, the, the, the book that I remember reading the most was a book called the beast from the East. It is the 43rd book in the original series because he is just put like, he's still putting out content oh, as, as recently as 2022. Oh, wow. Okay. He put out something. So like the original run of the Goosebumps books, this was the 40, 43rd one. There's actually a reprint that happened in 2005 oh. um, for this book, if you will. It kind of changes up the I'm sure there's there's more stuff that's like mentioned, but it kind of changes up the, the cover. Anyway, this book, I was like this. This book makes me dislike being the oldest of uh, of a set of siblings. Because it's about this girl named Ginger, 
And she has two twin brothers that are younger than her that are named Nat and Pat. And Ginger is put in charge and they're they're like camping in a forest. And her dad, who is just, I think, just called Mr. Wald, is like, go play out in the forest, which is such a like early 90s thing to just be like, just go frolic in the forest. It'll be fine. Like, okay, I'm sorry, but after Bridge to Terabithia, like, no, 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 no. (laughs) That is a reference that I don't get, but I believe you. (laughs) Okay, well, Jam, do you get it? Yes. Okay. The frolic in the woods, girl dies. Spoiler alert. The end. Okay. okay anyway, <laughs> it's like the most heart wrenching book I remember reading as a child. Okay. Anyway, continue. I never read it, but okay. So this this girl is basically taking her twin brothers who don't want to listen to her out into the woods, and she she grabs a stick. And it has like this yellow sap all over it. And she's like, ew, gross. And she tries to wipe it off, but it like won't come off her hands. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, I guess. I guess this is just like, I'll just deal with this later. Mm-hmm. And then later on, she's like, I think she like stumbles or something. And then she puts her hand on some red moss. And the red moss, of course, won't come off. And mm-hmm. so she's got yellow and red stained on her hands. And then she tries to like f- go back to find her family's tent. And she can't find it. Like she's just like straight up lost in these woods. And then they stop walking when they feel like the ground start to shake. And they're like, oh, maybe it's an earthquake. Nope. It's these giant blue fucking creatures with gorilla faces running at her. And her brother is like, we should get out of here. And she's like, no, let's stay where we're at. And of course, her brother is like, no way. No way, lady. I'm running. And so he runs away. So she's like, well, now we have to follow him. So she grabs her other brother to follow them. And then. She follow her brother. Her, I'm just going to name her brother because let me look this up real quick because it's going to get confusing. So her brother, Pat, is like, no way I'm not listening. Mm-hmm. So she she and Nat have to chase after Pat and then the beasts catch them. And then she finds out that they are they are sentient. So one of the beasts like goes up to her and touches her shoulder and is like, you're the beast from the east. And she's like, what does that mean? And, and they're like, OK, well, here's the here's one of the rules. You have to tag somebody before the sun sets behind the gullow willow, which is a kind of exotic tree. And if she can't do it, they're going to eat her. Um, okay, great. <laughs> and they're like, we don't want to play. And they're like, uh, bitch, you missed the part where we said that this was a this was not a choice. <laughs> <laughs> so she ends up talking to one of the beasts and he's like, here are the rules that you need to know. First, if you step on, and this is like the thing that I remember the most, is is the free lunch square, which is a square in the forest where the ground is brown. The other beasts are free to eat them. So if you step in that space, it's like the it's like the free parking space, except you get eaten. Yikes. Second, you can only tag somebody on their east side. So that's the, the beast that tagged Ginger went to, to her east and tagged her when okay. he called her the beast from the east. So those are just like a couple of things to know. They they throw some other rules in there, but like I'm not really going to get into it. So they go hiding in the woods because she's obviously trying to like not stop in a free lunch square. And she's also trying not to do this other thing while she's trying to like also like tag somebody. Mm-hmm. And she obviously doesn't want to tag one of her brothers because that means that he gets eaten. You know, they still haven't found Pat. She accidentally touches a blue leaf and then part of her hand is blue. And then she's like, great. 
And at this point, they're like basically in like a jungle. <laughs> they're like, we aren't even in the woods anymore. We're just like in a fucking jungle for some reason. The fuck? What is this? Some weird ass Hunger Games shit? Okay, this is like some going. Jumanji ass shit. Is yeah, what it, is. it really is. You should like this is this is another one of those times where this should be a visual podcast because most of my reaction has just been like wide eyes. <laughs> okay, yeah. The wide eye open emoji. <laughs> exactly. So then they get attacked by snakes and they survive it. And Nat is like, well, I'm going to go see if I can find some beasts to tag. I'm going to climb into this tree, which like only goes horribly because the tree is alive and tries to eat him. (laughs) So she, to save her brother, she starts tickling the tree and it drops him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's something I would think to do. Yep. Nat, however, does have some good news for Ginger, and he says that he saw some of the beasts hiding behind a giant rock. So they go looking for the rock, and then they can't find the beast. They're like, oh, snap, what happened? Mm -hmm. What happened? Nat touches the rock, and this causes the beast to reappear. And apparently this rock is a penalty rock. Okay. So as a result, now Nat has to be caged until the end of the game. So it's just Ginger by herself. Yikes. So okay. she's so walking around. Yeah, it's so yeah, that that's the thing that like made me think about this so hard because it felt like it felt like when you play with like bullies who are trying to be nice to you and they make up all these extra rules to make you do like ridiculous stuff. Like uh-huh. this is what it felt like. Oh yeah. Um, I only have minimal experience in that in that regard, but like it just felt like an impossible game and I was just like this sucks for Ginger. Like she can't win this stupid game. Like yeah. and they're making her play it and she gets if she doesn't play, she gets eaten. And if she loses, she gets eaten. So, like, what is she supposed to do? Yeah. So she runs Drop into... An animal an- on their ass. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she she ends up, like, walking around by herself. She's still looking for Pat. And she meets Spork. And she's like, oh, I'm going to tag him. And then he's like, nope, you have to tag me on my east-facing side. And then she's like, oh... Dang, I messed it up. Anyway, do you want to like play a different game? Because that would be fun, right? And he's like, a different game? What kind of different game? And she's like, the game where you're a sucker, dummy. Get tagged on the east side. (laughs) 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 So she runs after she tagged him. And she ends up finding her brother, Pat. And then he's... He's like, I don't believe anything that you're saying, Ginger. You're an idiot or some nonsense. I don't know. He's just like, he's just being so frustrating. And she's like, we have to get out of here. And he's like, I don't believe you. And then all of a sudden they hear some beasts growling and they're like, we got to find some place to hide. They meet an animal that's a hybrid of a dog and a squirrel. And he's like, here's a hiding cave. You can go in there. And so they're like, sure thing, dog squirrel. Let's do it. Okay. The combo of a dog and a squirrel. Mm-hmm. I think the dog, I mean, like. Is it like cat dog or like? <laughs> well, there's that, but I also was thinking about like how much dogs love to watch squirrels. Mm-hmm. So like, is the dog just constantly like chasing itself? I mean, dogs do that anyway, but like, <laughs> <laughs> or just like always catching, always catching itself in a mirror and being like squirrel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So. um they go into the cave and it's full of insects, of course. So they have to play this game where they're like, well, we can't yell because then we'll get found out. But if we don't yell, these insects are going to start crawling all over us. And then a bunch of beasts are like, where'd the humans go? They show up and the dog squirrel is like, they went that away, like pointing the opposite direction. 
And they're like, oh, thank God for Dog Squirrel. He saved us. <laughs> thank you, base Dog Squirrel. So they're able to leave the hiding cave without, you know, getting insects all over them and, and also getting, you know, the beasts all over them. And then she and she brings Pat over to the Gullah Willow and is like, we made it. Sun is down. And then all of a sudden, the beast that she tagged tags her back. And she's like, oh, no, the game's over. And he's like, nope, the main beast didn't say that the game is over. So you, the tag counts. And then the main beast is like, game's over. <laughs> so Ginger, Ginger is caught and they're taken to a small clearing and they see the rest of the beast making this huge fire. And they're ready to cook Ginger and Pat. But then Nat shows up and he's like, I was able to escape the penalty cage. And he came to save them, but he's caught then. And then when Fleg, who is the main beast, sees them to get all together, all three of them, mm-hmm. he's like, wait, hold on. Hold on a second. Y'all did a classic clone. And they're like, what the fuck is a classic clone? <laughs> yeah. Because at this point, they have like the beasts have not seen Ginger, Nat, and Pat together. They've only either seen Ginger and Nat or Ginger and Pat. Like uh-huh. they haven't seen all of three of them. Uh-huh. And they're like, well, see, what you have to understand is only level three players can perform this moods. You guys have to be level three players. So this game doesn't count. Because we are only level one players. <laughs> so basically, they don't get to eat her. And Fleg is like, sorry we made you play. We, re- we didn't realize you were level three players. That's You guys are way above our, our, our level or whatever. And they're like, <laughs> the hey, fuck? hey, by the way, here's how you can get back to your campsite. <laughs> <laughs> and so they are like, cool, we're going to go home now. And I feel like I their- get to that point in the book and slam it shut and be like, what the fuck was the point of the last 200 pages or whatever? <laughs> I'll tell you what the point of the last 200 pages is. Okay. They 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 head back and then all of a sudden a beast pops out and is like, yo, haha. And Ginger's like, uh, sorry, dude, we're level three players. We're out of here. And he's like, oh, convenient. I'm level three. And then tags her. End of book. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they ended a lot, too. It was just like... <laughs> Amelia's face. <laughs> She's over it. <laughs> Mind you, this is <laughs> this is the first book of Goosebumps that I read. Oh, I thought you were going to say this is the first book, and I was like, but damn. No. Okay. No, 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 no. Um, but I will say that, uh, to kind of divert before we get back to the Beast from the East, I think the very first book was called Welcome to Dead House, which I think is like one of the three or four like franchises in Goosebumps. Cause there's a couple of them. Um, like monster blood is a huge thing in Goosebumps. There's like four or five of those. Okay. The night of the living dummy. That's probably, you might have seen a cover for night of the living dummy. Mm. It's like this, it's like this dummy with these like really big eyes and this like wide, like Joker esque mouth. Okay. And it's got really short hair. His name is slappy. He's like a huge thing. There's several Night of the Living Dummy-esque books in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely to... seen that before. And, and I think The Haunted Mask is also one where this, like, Ooh, that crazy. I think is one of the most iconic Goosebumps television uh, episodes because of how they handled that. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that, JM, or mm-hmm. yeah, if that... you remember that. Oh, yeah, that creeped me out so bad as a kid, the TV episode, because I, the whole, so... I 
don't remember the book being as scary, but the seeing it on TV was really scary. That's like the only TV episode I actually remember seeing, but I'm sure I watched all of them. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's like this this girl goes to a shop in town to get a really scary Halloween costume because these other kids in school were making fun of her for not like being scary enough or mm-hmm. teasing her. So she finds this really creepy mask and it on Halloween when she puts it on it like makes her act differently like she's a lot meaner she's like stealing candy from other kids she's like pushing other kids around and stuff and she's usually very nice and shy and then when she goes to try and take it off it's stuck on her it's like it's like a kid's version of the mask kind of like the jim carrey movie but like yeah but but like scary (laughs) yeah and that aspect of like not being able to get like this rubber mask off to me was like so claustrophobic or something uh, when I was a yep. kid watching it. Yep, 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 yep. And just because I don't know if you ever wore like a plastic or rubber mask for Halloween as a kid, but it was Mm-mm. it's fun for like five seconds and you're like, this is hot on my face and I don't want to wear it anymore. <laughs> After begging your parents to get it, and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm not actually going to wear this, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I never could because of glasses, so I mm-hmm. oh, sure. thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> but, that makes sense. But also, it sounds terrible. Like, I think I do even as a child, like, that sounds terrible. Yes. <laughs> it was a two-part episode. It was a episode. two-part, yeah. yeah. It was a two-parter. And the, this was called The Haunted Mask, is that right? Yeah. Okay, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm... I googled Goosebumps books and I'm just like looking at images of the, yeah. the books. Excuse me. And it, yeah, I, I can see this one. It looks like they've updated the covers of a lot of them. Yeah, they, they I think they did similar to what the end like. Actually, there's there's four different versions of this book. OK, so the original is 1993 has a lovely scholastic tag on the bottom left. Mm-hmm. And then in 1995, they re-released it to, to add the, they, they made the, they, they adjusted it a little bit so that it says the haunted mask up top. Mm. And then they added the watch goosebumps on Fox Kids TV. Of course. And then they did a 2003 version, which is just more like oozy looking, but it's the same image. Mm-hmm. And then the 2008 version, they've completely changed. Yeah, um, that's what I'm seeing is like, I think the original and then the, the newest one next to each mm-hmm. other where it's like. But that image of mask, like chasing other kids. Yeah, that image of Carly Beth though, with the like creepy, creepy mask, like just over her face, is like an image that I don't think I've ever forgotten. But uh, in the in the TV show, it was like this different, completely different looking mask, if I remember correctly. But uh, what ends up happening in that book is that like she realizes after she goes back to the shopkeeper that sold her the mask Mm -hmm. is that. They're not masks. They're all living faces, which is why it like fused to her. Mm. And he's like, I, he refers to the masks as the unloved ones. Oh, no. (laughs) And he says that they can only be removed with a symbol of love. If anyone puts the mask on after that, it'll be stuck forever. So she realizes that like at the end, that this thing that her mom gave her way at the beginning of the book that she thought was like lame as hell Mm -hmm. is actually a symbol of love. And so she uses that after like, after her freakout causes like all these masks to basically like, chase her, she uses it to get it off of her face. Like as she gets home, and she's like so happy that she got it off. 
And then she tries to tell her mom the story. But then her brother Noah comes in and is like, how do I look? And he has the mask on his face. And that's how the book ends. <laughs> I think you guys have ruined my life. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's I'm that's like how all the books end, though, right? Because like, yeah. it's like you get to a solution, but then there's always like a weird twist. Or there usually is like a weird twist where it's like, oh, maybe yeah. it didn't actually work out. Someone's doomed to something forever. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense to me, and, you know, it's not like I was totally immune. I was totally into um, those scary stories to tell in the dark or whatever. Do you remember those books? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was super into that book. <laughs> and that's, that's also creepy as shit, so, you know, mm-hmm. but damn, man. Now, JM, did you read any, any of the Give Yourself Goosebumps books? Ooh, what's that? Was that the Choose Your Own Adventure ones? Correct. Yeah. Yes, I think I did. Oh wow! Of course they okay. had Choose Your Own Adventure. So before before I let you get to that jam, I'm gonna I'm going to correct previous me from a little bit ago. The Beast from the East was not the first Goosebumps book I read. It was actually the Give Yourself Goosebumps book that I got from my grandparents who had no <laughs> idea what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I love and that shit. It's like it oh, is called, this is what the kids into here you go <laughs> well i just like they were just like do you want to buy something and i was just like i don't know this looks good like i had no idea what it was either oh you picked it out okay i picked it, it out and they were like cool you can have it and i was just like great i just ruined myself my part of my childhood even further it is called beware of the purple peanut butter oh I, yeah that sounds familiar okay so did were there any ones that you read because i think that was the only one that i read for like a good long time was out of the give yourself goosebumps situation <sighs> i don't remember one like sticking with me as much i do remember getting really frustrated trying to get through them like (laughs) Mm -hmm. always getting getting further and further and then like all of a sudden something would happen i just start all over and i'm like uh i just want to get to the good ending or whatever (laughs) (laughs) but i didn't want to like cheat and like find it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. didn't like weren't the covers kind of like didn't they have like a sparkle or something to them? Yep. They yep. were like will, special. Yeah, they were. What is that word? It starts with an L. It's like lend something. But I'll I'll, I'll basically send I'll send y'all the cover mm. of this particular one. Yeah, they're sparkly. You have an, yeah. yeah. So they they it's that thing where it's like you know the, the light reflects it, so it looks like it's moving a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'll just very, here. I feel like also very nineties. Like yes, mm-hmm. very yeah, 90s. absolutely. So in incoming for spoilers about the purple peanut butter <laughs> this this is actually like a small like i think um you might have heard about this jack black did a like a goosebumps movie a couple of years ago mm-hmm. i think it's either it's in this or it's in the in one of the goosebumps games that came out the purple peanut butter is one of the things that's featured because like oh. there are a lot of like small references to like rl stein's like like plot devices and stuff like i think monster blood is a pretty huge feature in the film mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken i'm probably wrong but you know it's so anyway, with the give yourself goosebumps, you quote unquote are the main character in the book. Right. So it's like you're like so the blurb is like your aunt and uncle told you to stay out of their basement, so of course you check it out and that's where you find this dusty old refrigerator mm-hmm. and then there's uh two containers in it, one and smells like peanut butter and jelly sandwich, the other one is a chocolate cake and you're hungry. So the plot of it is you you go down to <laughs> The fictional city, possibly fictional city of Fiskville to spend the summer with your aunt and uncle and their two children, which the book calls 
your cousins Drippy Dora and Barney the Bully. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And Barney is like, I want to play hide and seek. And whoever I find, I get to pound. And then you're like, I'm going to go hide in the basement, even though my aunt told me not to, uh, because she said the people who lived there before them were strange and they never got around to cleaning out the fridge and stuff. But you end up getting hungry during this game of hide and go seek. And so you find a jar of purple goop and some chocolate cake, which the latter is marked as being from Effie's bakery. So if you end up eating the purple goop, which smells like peanut butter, you wind up shrinking. And you could possibly become one of Dora's toys. You could be locked in the refrigerator or flushed down the toilet or fighting a giant mouse. Well, giant because you're small. Or if you choose the cake, you end up growing into a giant and facing the possibilities of being chased by the popo, uh, being pounded by Barney, which I don't know how because you're huge. But anyway, or uh, end up intimidating Barney. So here are the here's some of the bad endings. There are 20 bad endings in this book and only six good ones. Um, if you refuse to play hide and seek with Dora, she tells Barney, uh, you hide in the fridge and he doesn't find you when he searches the basement, though uh, this helps you get out of the situation. You find that the refrigerator has locked in, locked itself and you are in there until you die. So fun. It is, it is implied that you were destroyed by the mouse. Okay. The mouse decides, or, or the mouse decides to adopt you and places you alongside its children when you shrink down. Awakening in what you think is your bed, you suddenly realize that you're a resident of Dora's dollhouse because you're small. Mm. And the book ends there. The dolls in the dollhouse reveal that they can talk and move, and then you end up having to be the, the housekeeper for the doll family in Dora's dollhouse. You could be crushed to death when the janitor faints. You could return to your normal size, but you become magnetized. And so you try it out at a recycling uh, center and get tr- crushed by hundreds of recyclable cans. Which, like, doesn't really make sense because I don't believe that those are magnetized, but that's, I guess they would be, like, become magnetized at a recycling center for crushing purposes, but that's neither here nor there. You could get squashed by science books. You shrink down to nothing. A can of Monster Bud floats by in the, in the sewer when you're in the sewer, and it's empty, and it fills in with sewer water until it sinks, and you end up drowning. A can of Monster what? Monster Blood, which is a callback from one of the blood. other books. I heard mm-hmm. Blood, and I was like, is that supposed to be beer? <laughs> Monster Blood. <laughs> the blood light get... for monsters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could get crushed by a, in a car crusher. When your coin comes up the same way three times, you can guide the popsicle stick as a boat over a waterfall, but it's the main pipe to the sewage treatment plant, and then you float into a grinder. You can... Try out the super duper reducer machine and you're back to your normal height, but your arms are too long, your legs are too thick, and your head is too small. So basically, you just like don't work out. You test out a steaming room because people have lost weight with it, but inside you fall asleep too long and you shrink down into a raisin. You try to get even with Barney uh, because you're so big, but when you shrink down to your normal size and if he finds out it was just you, you end up getting beat up by him. You shrink down to your normal size with five tigers in your lap, which I'm very curious because I don't think I ever got that <laughs> that ending. Which, as a side, it does tell you the path to take for these endings. Mm. So if you want to, if you want to see more for yourself, uh, the, the Goosebumps fandom book. So- uh, let's see. After eating all of the mixture that the mystic gave you, you you grow so big your head reaches outer space and you end up unable to breathe, <laughs> which is a terrorizing situation for me. <laughs> I'm taking a screenshot. Of your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna post it because I think yeah. like I just we just need to. 
the the titular Effie from Effie's Bakery gives you two beakers of liquid, and you pick the purple one. You find out it was the wrong one because you become a gingerbread cookie. The government thinks you're an alien because you're so big. You decide to surrender, but when you do, you accidentally destroy a helicopter when you throw your hands up. And they misinterpret this as attack, and they capture you with an artificial spiderweb net. And then you strain under the weight of Dodo the elephant. Everyone in the circus realizes you're nothing but a fraud. You're chased out of the three rings, and you get a job cleaning up after Dodo at the circus. Those are all of your bad endings. There's even a page map. Holy fuck. Can I say that last one? Like, that last one is bad, but, like... All the rest of them are like crushed, killed, atomized, like, like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, of all the bad endings, I would want that one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here are the good ones. I'm actually going to go in reverse order here. You shrink down to your normal size and you avoid avoid being captured by the government. Mm, And then Effie turns you back to your normal size with the help of the chocolate cake dipped in blue liquid. Uh, you grow back to your normal size, and you have an elephant-sized lizard to protect you from Barney and Dora. You grow back to your normal size, but become stronger and quicker to defend yourself from Barney and Dora. Yeah, there we go. You switch bodies with Dr. Abbott, who gets to spend the summer with your cousins. You can only get this ending if your birthday is from January 1st to June 30th. Hell yeah. <laughs> and <Yeah>. lastly, <laughs> this one is the funniest one to me. You're back to your normal size, but you're magnetized now. You pass by a payphone and $73 in change gets stuck all over you. (laughs) So there you go. There is is, uh, the endings for the purple peanut butter. Um, Apparently, this book was uh, was an homage to Monster Blood because the purple peanut butter possesses the inverse qualities of Monster Blood. It makes people shrink, not grow. So there's that. And then Effie's chocolate cake may be an allusion to the cake labeled Eat Me from Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Mm. Both cakes make the consumer grow larger. There's a couple other things that are lovely on this wiki, but I won't go that deep into it. Mm. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say, Jam, about this uh, this this book series that, like, delighted and traumatized us both? <laughs> I remember, I don't know about you, Shirk, but, like, my school banned the books for a while because that's all that kids were reading or Goosebump books. And they were like... You had to read something else. <laughs> that didn't happen to me. The kids that at my school were obsessed with Pokemon cards, so they got banned instead. Gotcha. And I remember that a teacher took away my Pokemon binder because I was too busy looking at the cards. During the <laughs> time. I mean, fair, and they were cool. Did also, you get it back at the end of the day? or I got it back year? at the end of the weekend because okay. it was a Friday. Got it. Wow. Also, I was part of the Goosebumps fan club. I don't know if you were, Sherrick. I was not. I was part of the Animorphs fan club. Oh, nice. Not that there's an either or on that. I just didn't choose. (laughs) (laughs) I got like, I remember getting like a little thing of green slime, Mm -hmm. which, you know, again, Nickelodeon and Goosebumps use green slime all over the place. Mm -hmm. And then I got like a backpack and... I can't remember what else. There's other like random stuff. I still have like a monster, a green monster hand, like glove mm. that my nephews found when they were at my parents' house the other day. And all of a sudden, I <laughs> can't remember. I think it was Henry came out and he's like, look at this. I'm like, oh man, I forgot about that. <laughs> he just had it on. But yeah, I mean, it really was a huge part of my life for like a good chunk of elementary school and i think i have most of the books i don't think i have all of them 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't have very many. I I genuinely think that like the only book that still exists that I own is probably the purple peanut butter, but it's not here. It's at like my my guardian's house. So who knows like if it's still actually there or not? Because I haven't been there in a while. I do remember going to like my local one of my local libraries and being like, well, I'm out of Animorphs books, so I guess I'll pick some some Goosebumps books to read. And this was, I mean, like in my adult life for sure, like probably like in 2011 or so. And just kind of enjoying enjoying some of those like as an adult. But yeah. I think as a kid, I was just like, oh, no, these are terrifying. <laughs> I, some, some of them were really scary. Other ones I remember being like just kind of silly or weird. Uh-huh. Like I think there was one that was about this mom that was keeping her kids in like basically giant Tupperwares to keep them young. Forever. Okay. Oh god. They were they would like go to bed and and it was just like giant Tupperware things. I don't know. I just distinctly remember that and I'm being mm-hmm. like that's silly, but it's still a little creepy, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they were I mean, it was everything. I I'm pretty sure I had like a Goosebumps board game. I don't even know what it was, but mm-hmm. yeah. I had Goosebumps like bedding wow yeah i had it was just like i don't know it was just a huge deal when it was out i'm trying to think because i i have a distinct memory and this is like goosebumps adjacent because i can't remember the name of the book but i remember going to like a a thrift shop and they had a horror book that was like goosebumps adjacent it might be fear street might not be but i remembered that it was which fear street which is like is is another rl stein series I recognized the name and I was like, oh, yeah. 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 Totally Fear Street was like his like too. teen, like his teen level, like horror. Um, I think I think I could be wrong on that. But mm-hmm. I, I just remember that it was like this girl or this boy that like was like essentially it made a horror story out of like the condition Pika. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So like this this person was like unable to like stop themselves from like eating dirt or paper like they just could like literally were like i don't want to do this but my hands are making me eat it like Mm -hmm. and i that's all i really remember and i remember like we had indoor recess one day and i was just like i can't put this book down i'm terrified but i can't put it down like Mm -hmm. and i was like is this book cursing me what's happening (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like the the goosebumps books really really uh, affected me in a good way i guess like it i think it was like a softer way for me to enjoy horror that was more mm-hmm. palatable i think because like there wasn't really a whole lot of blood or like gore mentioned like mm-hmm. you know you, like there was stuff that was just like oh you uh, well i think i'm trying to remember because like the way that like especially in the give yourself goosebumps the endings were put they weren't as like blunt as as i read them from the mm-hmm. fandom mm-hmm. wiki mm-hmm. it would just be like I'm trying to think like for the the ending where you like grow too big and you grow like into space and it's just like you keep growing and growing and growing and you try to think about how long you'll be able to breathe in space. But then you realize that you won't have a lot of time in the end. Like it would just end like that. Mm -hmm. So like it would just like it's an implication, but it wouldn't just be like, yeah, and then you fucking suffocated to death. Good luck, idiot. Like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) It wouldn't end quite that way. It was just like mm-hmm. it always had like the the end tagline mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. um, to kind of just be like, well, you're stuck in this cage with tigers, but 
they're gonna have a good meal in the end like you know shit (laughs) like that yeah no now i want to write like a version of this but it's like jersey style or something where it's like you idiot like just like <laughs> like just throughout it being like are you and a- you did that like just yeah i don't know <laughs> you what are- you pick you picked the purple peanut butter you fucking moron like what are you thinking <laughs> i'm gonna send my nona after you <laughs> yeah are you going to call funny. it Goosebumps Dupe? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. We should. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's this TikTok video. There's probably a lot of them, right? I don't yeah. know. where, But there's this one that like JM has sent me, at least. That, yeah, it's like these people finding dupes of things but it's like really funny i don't know i can't explain it we should maybe like post it somewhere or something it's so stupid but it's so funny it's one of yes. those things where you're like why am i laughing at this but i am and, and the and the two like women in it are laughing hysterically so you just know like it's like brings you back to moments in like college or whatever where we're just like up too late laughing at something so dumb yes mm-hmm. yes <laughs> Yes. Or like, because like, I don't know about you all, but like, in high school, or sometimes even in college, like, there wasn't anything open past like 9pm. And so you'd go to like a 24 hour Walmart or whatever, and just like, wander around and like, play with shit and just like laugh at weird stuff. So yeah, it makes me think of that. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I can't think of the name of that book and like the, the basic Google searches that I remember from it are just so like, you know, they're just so gone that I'm just like, ah, I don't know. There's there's so many you know books that have come out since. And like, I have no idea how old that book was because I was like, you know, when I, I got it at a thrift store in the mid 90s. So like it could be from the 70s. It could be from the 60s. I don't remember. Like, anyway, point being is, is that like. If if you have more inclin or intonation i guess i don't know inclination inclination there is a podcast that they they, they've kind of slowed down a little bit but they're still up it's called goose buds or goose buddies oh cute where it's like three or four at some points grown adults that like talk through like the plots of goosebumps books and they kind of they kind of troll rl stein constantly (laughs) and you know they, they 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 give it they give it a good go and they even do some of the give yourself goosebumps books. Like one person is like the narrator and then the other three have to like decide make like the choices. Yeah. Yeah. Make the choices. So those are kind of cool. We'll probably put that in the show notes. I highly recommend it because if you are like goosebumps sounds interesting, but I don't want to fucking track down these books. Like they will basically give you the plot and criticism mm-hmm. in in an episode there for you. So mm-hmm. which is why which is why I don't want to do that here on this podcast, mostly because we already copied a, a ton of Animorphs podcasts by me recapping the Animorphs books. Mm-hmm. That's OK. But yeah, not so every not everything is completely is, is original. 100% original. True. We should probably have you around Jam for one of the I, I, I have to see like one of the crazier Animorphs books and maybe we should have you around for it just to get your take on it. Okay. But I don't know. Did you read any more as a kid? I did not. I think okay. I think my brother Ben did. I'll have okay. to ask him. I do remember seeing the covers and mm-hmm. like I know when we would go to the library I would get just like a stack of Goosebump books and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. his stack was Animorphs. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it, yeah. F- it felt like that was like kind of like the 
like the I'm gonna call it a soft culture war as a kid. Like Ooh. some kids liked Animorphs, some kids liked Goosebumps. There was rarely any like crossover. Mm, that makes sense. And it wasn't like, oh, you're stupid. Animorphs is dumb and Goosebumps is the best. It wasn't like that, which is why I'm I'm calling it a software. It was just like, mm-hmm. nah, man, I like Goosebumps. Nah, man, I like Animorphs. Like that's yeah. just how it that's just how it was. It was the Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC of the mid nineties. Possibly, yeah. But I feel <laughs> I like people were more, there was a little more animosity there. <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like there was more animosity in the boy band wars than there were the yeah, Animorphs and Goosebumps that's situation. True. Yeah, when everybody else was reading Goosebumps and uh, Animorphs, I was just like, no, thank you. Those are for boys. I'm going to read Babysitter's Club. (laughs) 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 Which is what I feel like a Scholastic Book Fair was. Like those Mm -hmm. three series, mainly. Yeah. I mean, and some other one-offs and whatever. And lots of, you know, posters and stickers and bookmarks and pencils. and All the fun stuff. (laughs) But I want to go to a Scholastic Book Fair. (laughs) They really should have them for adults. Like, yeah, they should really have one where it's like that plus a bar, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I maybe guess is maybe a Barnes and Noble. But <laughs> <laughs> at this point, yeah, I mean, it's I mostly think, like Starbucks, but yeah. But yeah, I think well, because I think there are some Barnes and Nobles where they do have like wine at night. Maybe I don't know. I don't drink wine, so and I don't really drink much alcohol at all. So this is. Not whatever, but mm. <laughs> but I think it would just be really fun to like do a book fair like like it'd be really smart if somebody did like a book fair pop up. Yes, you know the way that they do like a like a Central Perk pop up from Friends mm-hmm. or like um, oh really I didn't know they did that yeah or like what's the diner called from Saved by the Bell the Max Max something about Max they've done pop ups with that or like yeah they really <laughs> should like capitalize on. Nostalgia of on um, millennials yes. refusing to be adults. Yes. <laughs> Real quick, did y'all did y'all have the library bus? I don't remember what it was actually called, but I just remember it was that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. The bookmobile. Did y'all have the bookmobile? Yeah, yeah. So my mom was worked at the Moorhead Public Library. Okay, Moorhead this is a fact that I forget. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Well, because she stopped working there when I was 14, so. Long, long time before I ever knew you. (laughs) Either of you. So, and she actually worked for the whole library system, which was like the whole upper, like, northwestern part of Minnesota. Okay. And so, like, she worked with all the libraries, including, and including the bookmobile. So. I loved it because I had my library card ready every single time. And then I was able to get a new Garfield installment. Yeah. <laughs> That's I awesome. I was just like, let's go. New Garfield. <laughs> Even though it wasn't new, but it was new to me. Like I made yeah. like the effort to go through. And for a long time, I had every single Garfield, like, publication up to a point but obviously mm-hmm. i've fallen off of that wagon but mm-hmm. there's a defunct land episode now that i think about it about like the like the one and only garfield theme park that ever existed oh my god in the we US. should do an episode about that that sounds yeah. amazing so, <laughs> so that's i mean that's kind of what i've got does any any closing statements you want to make jm on that no i mean i think you know that the show terrorized me and I honestly don't like horror in my adult life, but I love these books growing mm-hmm. up. They were so fun and uh, prolific, and I don't know. They were just a huge part of my childhood. So 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I, I agree with you on that. And like I said earlier, I, it was like a situation where it was like I could it quote unquote enjoy horror without fully committing to it, you know? So there's that. And then I guess with that being said, I didn't make up a theme song for it, but this is a million JM. What the fuck is this? Woo! Uh, it's been a, it's been a little bit since I've gotten to I've gotten to, to torture someone else with these. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you say torture because for the most part, like I can only think. Oh, of there's a reason a I said torture this like, time. No. <laughs> there, there's a reason why I said torture this time. Anyway. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm gonna this go. one has this one has sound enjoy. Okay, I know where this is going. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> not like this, please. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> Clearly, I was behind Jane. <laughs> As soon as music was brought up, I fucking knew it. <laughs> that was a creative way to sneak it in. I feel like that was the new Rickroll, unfortunately. It is. It is. And like, as much as I hate it, yes. <laughs> it was between that one and this other one that I'll probably use for a couple of weeks from now. And Jay was like North, and I was like. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So here's like here's so at the beginning. Okay, we have to explain this. Okay. It is a TikTok video of a woman and at the top it says DM and me being so not well versed with Dungeons and Dragons did not immediately think dungeon master that's what it stands for right um yeah. <laughs> i immediately thought like dms like direct messages <laughs> so i was like so confused <laughs> at first okay so basically like talking about how like this character is bringing a gentleman to their room fade to black and then it cuts to the same woman but now playing bard saying like that they want to pick some mood music for this and the die is rolled and whatever and the song turns out to be what is that song called again sabat sabat that fucking terrible song that that one reddit thread mm -hmm. was talking about using as rhythm for sexual activity and yes. how it's the worst song of all time and the worst so, song for any sort of <laughs> thrusting rhythm. Um. <laughs> so for context, the bard rolled a natural one, which is considered a critical failure. Okay. Yeah, because there were some like eyes at each other when that happened. And I was like, there's stuff there was, like, here that mm, I don't get. But Yeah. Yeah. So that that is where, where a natural 20 is like a critical success. Like you do the best that you could in that situation. A natural one is a critical failure. Like it fails poorly. Like mm -hmm. you trip over your feet, you land in dog poop and it's all in your mouth. And then you get up and she goes, Oh, ew, you look like my brother. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> that probably prior to this song coming out probably would have been what happened. But <laughs> instead it's that you have to, uh, have a de 
uh, spelled S-E-G-G-S, the, like yes. TikTok. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 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 That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, not this time it is. I hope not. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Actually not, because I thought of a thing that I read on uh, on Reddit the other day where someone apparently was like, they were like, tell me about your weirdest sexual encounter. And they didn't get deep into it. But apparently the guy had had like a hoot. Yep. A super spicy, a super spicy meal prior to touching some some sensitive parts (laughs) and she like jumped up and she was like i thought i had a spontaneous std (laughs) because my because my boohoo was on fire spontaneous std is pretty funny but yes an (laughs) sstd Yeah, she said no. that they laugh about it now, but like she was really mad in the moment that Just he like wash your hands, people. Okay, like touched a bunch of stuff and then was like, "Yeah, I'll touch this sensitive uh, tissue. If, this sounds like a great touch idea." Any peppers or anything spicy? Just wash your hands after, and maybe wash your hands before uh, the sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's probably the greatest foreplay that you could do. Hold on, baby. <laughs> wash my hands oh yeah i'm gonna getting clean i'm gonna i'm gonna sing happy birthday to myself twice that i know i'm washed my hands with a proper amount of time <laughs> so all right all right well i've i've run out of shenanigans to get to, to give you so yeah if you are cool with the internet you could follow us on like instagram at aswaydpod or at aswaydpod at gmail.com. JM, do you want to promote anything or anything that you're working on, including other podcasts, et cetera, et cetera? I edit this lovely podcast, and I also edit several podcasts on the Solid Listen Network. So I edit Mother May Sleep With Podcast and Trend Lightly, as well as some other ones that are available on the Solid Listen Patreon. But you can find me at Jean Marie Gibson on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, awesome. Well, How about you, for, Amelia? Thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, yeah. You can find me at Shake Meets World on all the places, and yeah, uh, you can find my coaching business because I'm gonna start being obnoxious about it at Fuck the Perfect Life. So yeah. yeah, and Sherrick, where can we find you? At a Black Sparrow, pretty much everywhere, including a Black which just redirects you to SherrickRobinson.com because it's just easier. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Oops, uh, I guess I guess we talked too long, sorry. Yeah, it looks like we may have hit the limit on your voicemail. So I guess maybe next week I'll tell you about four cozy me fisherman sweaters that come with a harpoon for slaying a great whale. So. Wow, okay, yeah. yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>